Hey guys, Bill Santos, EMPO Phil. We're back with another podcast. Remind you of our website, empoakville.com. All of our uh, workshops are listed there. You can uh, now take part in those workshops uh, you know, virtually through Zoom. And so uh, just email us if you're interested in learning more about that at info at empoakville.com. Today's podcast, I want to talk to you about managing the costs and benefits. Job development, when it's well-performed, will exemplify the best principles and practices of marketing and sales. Job development, at its most basic level, is about demonstrating how our candidate will provide more benefits to the employer than costs. We call that exchange theory in marketing. And so in order to maximize the idea of value, Here's six things you need to be aware of. Number one, it starts and ends with confidence. It makes it much easier when you are confident in the solutions that you're presenting and in the benefits that you're highlighting. This is why verifying things like motivation and uh, you know, stated skill level of the candidate is so important. It gives the job developer the confidence that what they've promised will in fact be delivered. See, as a job developer, you're presenting solutions that you have not seen work, and so you have to rely on a verification system to gain confidence that that benefit you're presenting is actually there. Point number two, employers are much more flexible and open to influence early on in the hiring cycle. You know, fewer benefits are actually needed early in the hiring cycle than later. It is therefore very important that as the job developer, you have active contact with the labor market before the jobs go competitive. I can't underscore that enough. This is most critical when you represent candidates with very minimal skill levels. Point number three. It is much more difficult to find a job for a particular person with significant barriers than it is to find needs that the person can respond to. It is so much easier to identify employment needs that a person who, for example, is blind can meet than it is to find an employer who is open to hiring a person with a visual impairment. That is why understanding, uncovering, you know, massaging the employer's needs is crucial in the job development process. Point number four, most employers need to be directed in order to consider candidates with employment barriers. Most employers will not search out these non-traditional sources of labor naturally. It's important therefore that for job developers, you have to be active in helping employers see that the candidates you bring forward are viable choices for them, the employer. Point number five, when you're looking at your local labor market, stated employer needs do not generally include candidates with barriers to employment. Therefore, we must consider job development from a micro level. We talked about that in one of our previous podcasts. You know, one job, one employer at a time. The job development intervention is a process that moves from the initial stated needs 
to the employer's real needs, and it's identifying those and responding then to those real needs. And point number six, preparation is the key to influencing the employers. We need to know what we're looking for, what we will present or sell, the possible objections that we will encounter, uh, how will we respond to those objections. Job developers should never be in the labor market unaware of the employer's potential needs, the benefits to the employer, and what objections the employer is going to throw up. We must regard each employer interaction as unique, and therefore we must develop custom solutions for each employment need using the combined resources of our job seekers and the services that you and your agency provide. As the competence of the job developer and the agency increases, it will be reasonable to expect standard variations on a solution theme. That is, certain job types are likely to use relatively similar types of solutions. Employers tend to follow a sequence for buying decisions. There is a buying process. Given our knowledge of that process, we can adjust our behaviors to fit that process. And maybe that's a good segue to our next one, our next podcast, where we'll talk about the buying sequence, sequence, the, the sequence employers go through in their minds when it comes to actually making that higher decision, that hiring decision. We look forward to uh, joining you again next time on our upcoming podcast. Remember our website, empoakville.com. Hey, send your comments um, to info at empoakville.com. We look forward to hearing those. Hey, stay safe, stay well. We'll be back in touch again next time. Talk to you soon.